Well, welcome to OCA's Asia Town Voice, an hour-long nonprofit program on WJCU's 88.7 radio. We are on every Sunday from 7 p.m. to 8 p.m. This hour-long program provides an inside look at the Asian Pacific American community and their culture, education, and events going on in Northeast Ohio. OCA's Asia Town Voice is volunteer-based, and we hope that you, the listener, will enjoy the program and give your support to WJCU. This way, we can continue to provide many voices with many choices to you. And my name is Lisa Wong, president of OCA GC, and we are here with Fran and David Nam Kuhn. David has written a memoir, and both Fran and Dave have been advocates and community leaders back in the day. So back to David Nam Kuhn, and he's going to tell us a little bit more about how he got started um, writing a memoir, like the memoir process. Can you tell us about the process of writing a memoir? Uh, I think it's whatever the uh, writer wants to talk about is uh, what really determines what, what's involved in that. Um, so uh, I began being very um, very uh, kind of lackadaisical whether there was anything good and anything interesting. So, so I was just uh, talking about myself as a, as a Starting as a baby, growing up in uh, in uh, New York City, and uh, well, in doing that, I guess there are uh, things that I uh, recognized as I grew up that seemed to be with me as I was uh, as I was uh, living my life, and one of that is um, being a Korean. I think I mentioned before that that uh, being a Korean was very lonely uh, for one uh, who belongs to a uh, a group that is uh, similar to a larger group uh, but uh, different because uh, the uh, Korean Korean looks very much alike uh, to any other uh, Chinese and uh, Japanese. Uh, but he does have a, a different history and, uh, and a different language and so forth, but that's not usually recognized. So in my way, going through, I always uh, had to answer these questions about, you know, well, what... Um, country are are you in and and so forth and so on and then try to say um, you know or be ready to reply when they say they didn't know what it was all about and so forth and so on and uh, I recognized then that um, that that's you know what what it's going to be uh, through my life and uh, my mother had uh, told me that the Koreans were uh, were this uh, special kind of a lang- uh, uh, group that is a small group, so much so that the uh, the uh, grouping of uh, Korea and the east side to the uh, to uh, United States, how many people there are in the United States, Koreans, east of the Mississippi, 
that until recently there were not more than 100 Koreans in all of the country uh, east of the uh, Mississippi. So aside from that, the uh, why why it is that we've come this way is all having to do with uh, the history of uh, Korea and especially the um, time from uh, before 1900, more uh, like a mid-1800s, uh, when the when the uh, things were were in a turmoil throughout the world, not only in Korea but which affected Korea all, also. This was a time of the industrial revolution. That, as far as the world was concerned, is that the larger countries around the world, particularly uh, in Asia, they were taking advantage of their increased power to expand themselves uh, throughout the world, which which said that at one point there that they were going into the Asian waters to um, from uh, Indonesia, Vietnam, China, uh, Japan, and Korea. They were looking for uh, minerals and other types of uh, things that they don't have back there and were really um, trading or uh, making use of these things as far as uh, what they wanted in 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 their own country. And the uh, countries uh, in in Asia reacted different ways. The uh, Chinese attempted to uh, decide what what it is that they wanted to trade with the colonial uh, companies um, uh, uh, areas. And... um, and China resisted. Uh, Japan was uh, resisted to a certain part, but what they wanted to do was to learn from the Europeans. The Koreans uh, did did not want to have anything to do with them. In fact, they tried to uh, close out uh, all of the foreigners. So... um we you talked at the last episode you talked about JACL they were probably quite active back in the day and i know right now there's performing groups they have the mommy daiko and the sojoji dancers uh, and recently OCA screened a film that um one of the members relative um had this film that they showed at the Cleveland Film Festival mm-hmm. called oh. Good Luck Sue. Did you oh, see that? Uh, that no, was, I mm-hmm. wanted to, but uh, it was at a, a point that uh, we couldn't. Are we on? Yes, we are. Yeah, go, go ahead. Uh, can you say that line again, please? So, did you go to the Cleveland International Film Festival and see Good Luck Sue? Um, yeah, we were there. But uh, unfortunately, we couldn't uh, get to see that. I know that was it, the show was uh, sold out 
they had about like four screenings in total. And oh, I think great. the second screening, they had two theaters that were full and they mm-hmm. had to open up a third screening. Mm. So uh, it was a very uh, interesting and relevant story for Asian Americans. Even though it was a Chinese, um, Japanese American story, I could easily relate to it as a Chinese American. Oh, yeah. Well, that's, that's the kind of a movie you'd want. Yeah. Good. Yeah. So, um, okay. I know, here I have a question for you. So, you know, the treatment of the Japanese, this is, you know, back, you have a question here for me about the treatment of the Japanese against the Koreans. Um, has that history affected your personal feelings towards the Japanese at all at any point? Well, I think you have to remember that I didn't know too much about uh, Korean history or too much of uh, the very different Asian uh, countries and so forth because, as I was, again, I was uh, born in New York, not in Korea, and uh, my folks didn't say too much about Korea or the other uh, countries or anything like that. Mm -hmm. So I more or less um, uh, considered the people as individuals rather than as being parts of of other groups. Now, uh, I, as I um, matured and uh, found out more about my grandfather and my father and so forth, uh, I, s- I saw what the uh, what their feelings were about the Japanese. Certainly, as far as historically, the Japanese uh, treated, treated uh, the Koreans uh, very cruelly. At that point, when uh, the Japanese overcame uh, Korea, uh, that point from um, about... Uh, uh, and end of the 1800s to uh, through the 1900s up to the end of World War II, that uh, they treated uh, the Koreans particularly, well, they're the easiest to overcome because they're just across a, a bay, essentially, between the islands of Japan and the peninsula of uh, Korea. And in the uh, particular part there where the... Uh, where the Koreans uh, put up the greatest resistance, not militarily, but the fact that the population demonstrated against the Japanese. They went to the uh, Japanese, uh, brought to it uh, the the most uh, uh, kind of, of power to uh, to eliminate them. They would they would uh, not permit the use of uh, the language in Korean. It had to be Japanese. All of the uh, the names were had to be uh, Japanese. The uh, cities and villages and uh, and so forth all had to have uh, Japanese names, so that. Uh, and of course, they wiped away its history and so forth. 
so that and I came across the uh, a history of uh, a book in the library about uh, Korea and they said and the author said that they got a lot of information on Korea from year 2000 BC up to about 1900 and uh, and from the World War II when Korea became a nation again uh, on through the Korean War and the North Korea and so forth but the, but that period between 1900 and um, and 1932 was a blank. It, it was essentially a black hole as far as history was concerned. So we had no, I had no knowledge about about mm-hmm. that. But when I did learn more about, especially after World War II, when the cruelty of of the military there. Uh, showed up as far as the Japanese were concerned. I, you know, I, I looked back and uh, tried to think of what uh, my family felt for one thing, how they felt about the about the uh, Japanese. And I, I noticed uh, reading about my uh, grandfather. He was subject to uh, to uh, uh, torture, awful torture. You know, during the time that he tried to um, stave off the uh, Japanese, and uh, yet he spoke uh, uh, terribly about about the uh, things that they did to the Koreans, but nowhere did uh, I see that he he pointed out a particular. Uh, a Japanese of uh, doing something bad. He was against the government, but he um, didn't. He he didn't uh, lay that on the uh, on the um, public of right. uh, that, of uh, Japan. That's good. And uh, as far as my father was concerned, um, the uh, the biggest. Um, uh, feeling that he had about the Japanese was during World War II when uh, when they uh, took the uh, Japanese in internment mm-hmm. and my father says no you know that's not fair you know they can't do that so he he again separated what what uh, what the forces were and what the uh, individuals were, mm-hmm. and um, my sister went to school with a, a Japanese girl from uh, grammar school all the way until uh, the Japanese girl uh, passed away just mm-hmm. a few years ago, and so they were very firm friends all the way, and and my uh, family, you know. Uh, uh, Held her as uh, as another uh, child in our, mm-hmm. and uh, certainly, I, uh, friend and I, being so involved in mil- multiculturalism, mixing with all others, we met uh, uh, Japanese here who were among the most uh, friendly, mm-hmm. and uh, 
And I know uh, a couple of the Yamauchis, mm. and we became uh, firm friends with mm. them. Do you know Eva Hachiguchi? Hachiguchi? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She yeah. was the subject of the film Good Luck Soup. Oh. And oh, I she? did mention your name, and she did remember you guys. Yeah. Um, but we didn't have much um, time to talk about anything oh, else. But, oh, yeah. you know, I'm like, well, you know, she's talking about her life in Cleveland after the internment camps during the film. And I'm like, well, she was here about the same time that you guys were active in the community. She must know who you guys are. So, I mean, it's yeah. good that people, you know, people shouldn't take um, things out on history. Yeah. You yes, know, right. Times of war right. is mm-hmm. difficult. Right. You know, war itself is awful. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, but that's a different time. And we have to move beyond that, right? Well, I think it's still with us. Uh, <laughs> I know one of, and the, uh, I think the Koreans uh, in Korea hold uh, more hostile feelings about them. Yeah. And there are some things that happened from uh, World War II that is still a uh, hot, hot uh, topic there. Mm-hmm. One to say about the uh, the uh, comfort women that the Japanese, um, not only the uh, Koreans, but uh, I know others that they they forced in, into that. And but we hope you know that that. Is going to uh, be uh, aimed at the government of uh, Japan to do something about, and uh, and not to blame the individual Japanese on that. Mm-hmm. 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 Okay. Um, I see that uh, you've uh, you've looked at my uh, book there and I think one of the things that uh, I neglected to manage and might uh, be uh, something puzzling to anyone who's reading the book is that I have the uh, the title of the book there about Chosun from Chosun to, to mm-hmm. yeah and I, I chose that uh, in uh, really, with uh, the Korean in mind, that is a Korean term. It's a dynasty. Chosen was a, the last dynasty before the Japanese took over Korean. Oh, okay. so that uh, I th- I was expecting the any Korean there would know that you know, that was Korean. It didn't have to say Korean. Say if you had this uh, term chosen there. Uh-huh. And so uh, I know uh, when we're talking about what the title would be, it would be uh, uh, something that might be as strange as far as the non-Korean would, but but I was hoping that I'd attract the Koreans there. (laughs) So that's a little bit of a side. Yes, and the name of your book, the full title, I don't... Johnny? Johnny is here. The, I'm here. The name is, is uh, from Chosun to, to Freedom. Right. Chosun is a dynasty, a kingdom, when it was all a kingdom. And um, this was the last dynasty. Oh, right. So okay. it's from the last dynasty so to... So it's, it's almost like the Qing dynasty? Yeah. Yeah. Like the right. Qing, yeah. It's, uh, it's a family. 
and uh, so you could have uh, different uh, individuals as uh, the kingdom at that time, but as long as it's consecutive, you know, it's right. a dynasty. Okay. So the full title is the From Chosan to Freedom, the right. Trek of the Nankuns. Yeah. Yeah. I would, every time I look at the word Trek, I didn't think it was Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Right. I have a question well, for you. Um, you mentioned um, your mom. So you live with your parents in New York. Um, did you speak English or any Korean growing up? Well, when I was uh, growing up, uh, there were... Uh, I've uh, been born, and then for the first uh, about seven years, I was in a neighborhood in which it was... Uh, well, it was near uh, Columbia University and uh, and right next to the um, subway that came on the surface there. Mm-hmm. So it was not a place where there were many uh, kids there. And so uh, most of the time I stayed in. And all that time I uh, spoke Korean. I didn't know any oh. English until I began going to a school. Mm-hmm. Then slowly and surely I forgot my language. Mm-hmm. After all, as a matter of fact, I uh, took uh, Korean in uh, in college, and I took a course in Korean, at which I got to learn how to write and know some of it. But then, you know, there, there's no Korean around to to give it. So, you, know, you didn't I, practice any the speaking I or writing, <laughs> right? No, right. That's a similar story to me. I didn't. You know, even though I was born and raised in the U.S., I, you know, I didn't really speak English until kindergarten. Mm-hmm. And so, because my mom was born in China and raised in Hong Kong, and at home she would just speak Chinese. Yes. You know. Um, yeah. Well, so that's good. Similar I story. Can, I think um, that was the mistake of my parents. They spoke uh, English at home, too, you know, when I was growing up. So that uh, was less of a chance to speak uh, Korean there. So as you when you went to school, then they they converted to speaking mostly English. Do you think, or did you speak English? No, I spoke English. Yeah, I, yeah, all through I spoke English. Was it like my mom would speak to me in Chinese and I respond in English? <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> so yeah I, you did that too. There was a period of time I did that too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, I think the the. Uh, most valuable thing that I, I ever got through doing this memoir is that having gone through it several times, um, I got uh, different feelings from it, and uh, it kind of widened my vision as to what uh, what else I could do. Uh, what I mean is that when, when I first did that, it was just like a uh, publishing any book and know if uh, I can sell it and that'd be fine. Uh, secondarily, I wanted the uh, distribution to go to Koreans because my, I felt that my experience was unusual for Koreans, uh, that it was from... Uh, from uh, when he was born in 1862, your father, which is my my uh, great uh, great grandfather. Grandfather. Um, 
uh, went through the uh, the difficulties with uh, Japan, and then uh, at just about at the time that uh, that uh, Japan fully closed up uh, Korea, he did my my grandfather did two things. One was to go to his uh, his village that was uh, far away from where the action was, and he set up a uh, an underground village in which he saved uh, all of the uh, information as far as Korea was concerned and taught the, the young people mm-hmm. on that. And on the other hand, he sent my father to the United States to have him um, try to try to continue the telling, trying to tell the the world that uh, Korea was taken under force under Japan. And uh, my father was to try to uh, get as many. Koreans there together to spread the word there. In the U.S. Uh, yeah, that was mm-hmm. in the in in the in, in the in the United States there, and then um, so I, my sister and brother, all got an education here uh, in the United States, and I I have to point out. Uh, my brother, he's the uh, fourth person in the uh, in the book on the cover of the book. There was my mm-hmm. grandfather, father, me, and uh, my brother. Your brother's name was Gene. 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 He's mm-hmm. the youngest. Okay. And uh, he uh, he became an expert as far as forestry is concerned. All aspect of forestry. Of what affects uh, growth and and so forth, and how how they are to be nurtured and uh, and so forth, and it he's um, he, uh, he he was a doctorate and so forth, and his work was uh, such that he was awarded um, the Wallenberg Award from Sweden which is only second to the Nobel Prize. And uh, unfortunately, he was younger than I, and he passed away, um, I think, 2004. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I think it was a real loss to, to, um, to the world yeah. with the kind of information that mm-hmm. he had on he that. Was good. Mm. Yeah. And, uh, well... With all of these things, um, uh, my first uh, my first thinking about uh, what 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 should I get from uh, having done this, and I said, "Yeah, well, this uh, is an unusual kind of a thing that you have this continuous uh, string of uh, of Koreans." That covers this amount, and then uh, I got to thinking about uh, about the fact that the uh, string, if you can think of that as a string, through that 
included that area of the, what they called was the uh, was was the black hole. This covered the uh, area from uh, from uh, the 1800s uh, through uh, 19. Uh, let's see when uh, when did we win the uh, World War II, 1945. 45, yeah. Okay. In that period of time, is blank to everybody, including mm-hmm. including the uh, the Koreans themselves. And so the experience uh, of my grandfather and father is, uh, is showing a little glance to what was in that uh, black box. And I thought that uh, people would uh, want to know what went on there. The Japanese were very precise in just covering up anything of information from Korea, mm. and that's why there's so little that came out. There's a little, there. yeah. There's a little on that, but also Asian American history. There's very little that's taught in schools. Mm. Um, I think it's there's more things now out there. I know in college there wasn't. Asian American studies class mm. that I took, and they weren't books; they were, you know, mm. lots of pamphlets, pamphlets sheets of yeah. paper, mm. and you know. So that's what we studied from because there wasn't anything published. And I see there are more books now published about Asian oh, American yeah. history. Oh, yeah. I think anyone I could see all the universities, um, teachers of Asian studies would be interested in this memoir because they have a little bit of history that most mm. people don't get. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Um, well, these are the things that are just popping out at me. Um, so mm-hmm. at this at this late time, I never thought of it in that kind of a context. Oh, but okay. I think the uh, more you know, um, let people know about it, and uh, they give me some of the ideas like that, and which gives me more of of a, of a, a push to try to uh, make people familiar with this and mm-hmm. in that uh, reading the book would be one small part of it. Mm-hmm. And also to let the listeners know, um, Fran, hopefully Fran and David, I mean David and hopefully Fran, will be at the Cleveland Asian Festival at the OCAGC booth, the OCA Asian Pacific American Advocates booth mm-hmm. um, at the Cleveland Asian Festival May 21-22 and he, mm-hmm. he can you know, he'll have his memoirs available for sale, and he'll be signing um, books there. Nice. So be sure to visit the OCA booth at the Cleveland Asian Festival. That is uh, the weekend before Memorial Weekend, May 21, 22, from 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. Those are the hours of the festival. I don't know if, you know, we'll have the hours that, you know, David will be there for book signing. Um, yeah, I'll have my son and daughter in. there, Or too, someone will be there to yeah. okay, help you. And I'd be interested in uh, going around myself and uh, uh, yeah. talking to we'll other... Make the rounds. Okay. All right. That'd be fun. So let's take a little music break here, and then we'll be back shortly. Okay. I like to eat dim sum. I like to eat it every day. Ah, uh, yeah. Use a fork if you can't use chopsticks to eat them some. There's no wrong way. I like to 
eat dim sum. I like to eat it every day. Cause it's my favorite food. You can use a fork if you can't use chopsticks to eat dim sum. There's no wrong way. Mmm, yeah, dim sum be my favorite. Gonna order way too much so that I can save it. That way I can have some each and every day. But before I start, you know I have to pray to thank God for inventing this wonderful food. They should have a dim sum joint in every neck of the hood. Forget the quail and manna, give me hagao and siumai. Have a gokfa cha or a little white tanai. Oh, I love it when the cutie says, Get a yon, how many? Just one anymore. Oh, yeah, I got my granny then. There's my ABC bro, he can barely speak Chinese. Except when it comes to dim sum, he can speak as he please. Ah, America, land of the free. In every major city, I can fix my dim sum need. Just go across the street, I don't have to cross the border. Uh, Wait, hold up a second. Uh, I have to place my order. I like to eat dim sum. I like to eat it every day. You can use a fork if you can't use chopsticks to eat dim sum. There's no wrong way. I like to eat dim sum. I like to eat it every day. You can use a fork if you can't use chopsticks to eat dim sum. There's no wrong way. Gotta hurry after church. Gotta go to rice bowl in a restaurant. I need a dim sum order to go. Cut someone off and I almost got shot, but nothing's gonna stop me from getting some dan tot. Ooh, crispy crust with that egg custard filling. I could eat as many from the floor to the ceiling. In '84, I went to Hong Kong. I knew I had it made, 'cause I ate six chashu bows. I was only in fourth grade. If my mama didn't stop me, I could've eaten it all day. But still, I bowed my head and this is what I prayed. Give me chashu in my bow, give me burning, burning, burning. Give me chashu in my bow, I pray. Give me chashu in my bow, keep me burning, 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 keep me burning till the break of day. Hold up, I'll go. Everybody oughta know, diving lows got no hold when it comes to chashu soul. Here comes the chicken feed. Oh, it tastes so good. Suck the skin off each toe like everybody should. Oh man, I'm getting hungry just thinking about it. So come on, everybody, let me hear you holler, shout it. I like to eat dim sum. I like to eat it every day. You can use a fork if you can't use chopsticks to eat dim sum. There's no wrong way. I like to eat dim sum. It's my favorite. I like to eat it every day. You can use a fork if you can't use chopsticks to eat dim sum. There's no wrong. I like to eat it every day. You can use a fork if you can't use chopsticks to eat dim sum. There's no wrong way. I like to eat dim sum. I like to eat it every day. You can use a fork if you can't use chopsticks to eat dim sum. There's no wrong way. In Chamaica, y'all ever been to Chamaica? <laughs> We all fall like that, so you want you to go like this? Cha 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 cha. Wanna fall, fall, fall on my whole day, fall, fall on my way, come and get me off the floor. Hey ya, man, never tell me no. Mama tell me I'm going to die, come let's move it on. Hey ya, fall, fall, fall on my whole day, fall, fall on my way, come and get me off the floor. Hey ya, man. Yeah, you heard that I'm a solo. That means that I am crazy, hazy. Please do something to amaze me, crazy. Let me think. What to say? I don't know. The only thing I'm certain of is that I can flow. Oh no, 
我要坐喺度。Cause 如果我一企起身，我坐得好唔好？同埋我一拎开我眼镜 ，my vision will be blurry。And when I'm in a rush, then I really need to hurry up, up, up and away is what I say when 我细佬发脾气。Hey, that's just the way. I can't help but if it's true. But back to the subject, let me finish this haiku or sonnet or poem or song. Um, call it what you want. 你又可以 sing along。我系个唐人，我英文名叫 Only One。Save to the soul， 其实我系 Save by the sun。我系个 solo solo， 扫到我好叻步，扫到我会弹得已经我都听唔到。哎呀，系咩？你都听唔到？慢慢听我讲先得，咁你先会知我系个 solo solo， 扫到我好叻步，扫到我会弹得已经我都听唔到。哎呀，系咩？你都听唔到？又俾我试下一次，或者 even 两次。If you try to figure it out， 你会 find out 我系痴线发癫神经。All these means local， the Spanish word for crazy， but I'm Chinese as you can see。But let me break this down for you another way。Just a crazy rasta sound from a crazy Chinese, not from overseas, and I'm not Japanese, Vietnamese, Filipino, Thai, or Korean. People get us confused at times 'cause they think we're all the same, but we're not, as you can see. 'Cause most can't understand this rhyme unless you speak Chinese. Won't comprehend. Don't get it twisted, son. Pronounced like the number, like three, two, one. Pronounced like when I'm finished, that's when I'm done. And written like a winner, haven't lost but I've won. It's pronounced like the number. Don't get it twisted, son. Pronounced like the number, like three, two, one. Pronounced like when I'm finished, that's when I'm done. And written like a winner, haven't lost but I've won. People be hitting me up on MySpace and get my name all wrong. They say, What up, Juan? I really like your song, Mr. Juan. That's tight. I'm digging your sound. Are you Korean? 'Cause I got a cousin there now. No, my name's only one, and I've only just begun. Pronounced like the number numero uno, son. Like I've won, opposed to lost, calculated, counted cost, defeat the pressures of the world with the help from my boss. Not a wonton soup or any other kind of food. I'm not Juan Valdez, a Colombian coffee dude. Juan's not my last name, so don't wear it out. I'm not a dollar or a euro or a monetary amount. Sounds like a number, like 101 Dalmatians trying to win lost souls and bring hope to the nations. I'm just one, huh? One by one, gonna keep praising till I die, till Jesus comes. Number, don't get it twisted, son. Pronounced like the number, like three, two, one. Pronounced like when I'm finished, that's when I'm done. And written like a winner, haven't lost but I've won. Pronounced like the number, don't get it twisted, son. And we're back with OCA's Asia Town Voice, an hour-long nonprofit program on WJCU's 88.7 FM radio. We are on every Sunday from 7 to 8 p.m. 
This hour-long program provides an inside look at the Asian Pacific American community and their culture, education, and events going on in Northeast Ohio. OCA's Asia Town Voice is volunteer-based, and we hope that you, the listener, will enjoy our program and give your support to WJCU. This way, we can continue to provide many voices with many choices to you. And we're back with Fran and David Nam Kuhn here talking about their memoirs. And we also want to hear more about um, you as a person, you know, Fran. Mm. Uh, you know, tell us more about um, what did you think of David when you first met him? Well, I thought, I well, I had the usual um, uh, peculiarities of kind of like, Oh, this, he's not a man of my culture. You know, <laughs> you know, you have this kind of a feeling sometimes, you know, like I'm Chinese, but he's a Jap- he's a Korean. And how are we going to get along? <laughs> well, we got along <laughs> splendidly. You can, yeah, so I'm, I'm just kidding right now, but okay. uh, it's, it's been a really great time for us and for me because uh, I've had to, to learn and deal with several cultures in my own family uh-huh. with with David as being the Korean in the family and me with the Chi- Chinese uh, history and uh, and then the the kids have their own little things going so we we have a very busy family do your family or do your kids identify strongly as more uh Chinese or Korean or they just call themselves Asian in general i mean how how, how do they see themselves do you know well, I don't think that they see them. Uh, uh, the, the the Asian bit hasn't hit them really. I think <laughs> that will hit them when they're a little bit older and they're you know out in the world and uh, they can understand a little bit better than they do now. Nowadays, uh, it's you know, uh, it's a, they just see themselves as Americans, right? As right. Americans, <laughs> good old American boys. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay, but is there a memory that you can share um, with audience about? Um, David in his youth, you know. Oh, wow. <laughs> David, do you remember anything? Well, well we have, I, I we can have... think of, uh, well, the time, well, I think this was just after we were married, was the time when my father, I don't know what I told you, that uh, because of his attempt to... Um, uh, come over here to the United States to spread the word about uh, Korea and so forth uh, was part of this uh, a grouping, an exile group. And he, uh, the head of the group was uh, Sigmund Rhee. Mm-hmm. Sigmund Rhee, as it turned out, uh, was, became the first president of uh, Korea. And uh, in that position, he appointed my father as the as the uh, consul general uh, in New York. So uh, we were we were in New York and had the um, and had to move from our uh, apartment, which was in the northern part of uh, Manhattan, called. Uh, uh, what is that? Washington Heights. Mm-hmm. That's uh, pretty far up in uh, in uh, Manhattan, and it was it was uh, the most favorable 
a place uh, for us. But when we went down to go to the consulate, that was a world in itself. That was uh, placed in um, right off of 5th Avenue and 80th Street, 80th Street, Street, 5th Mm -hmm. Avenue, Mm -hmm. across the street from the museum, Museum of Art. Art, right. In New York. Yeah. And uh, as I understand, a little later on, uh, uh, Mrs. Uh, the, well, one of the president's uh, wife, very well known, uh, again, uh, my uh, memory, who had that uh, right across the, oh. right around the block, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Kennedy. One Kennedy. Of the Kennedys. Uh, and the Kennedys. So it was a very posh place, and compared to our apartment in uh, Washington Heights, it was, uh, you know, really, really unusual. It was like a palace. Um, but then uh, when, uh, um, when, the th- when the building was already ready to be moved in, uh, he invited the Korean uh, Koreans in in the uh, city there to uh, mm-hmm. come and uh, visit the consulate, and so they came in the evening and and they said as they came in they saw the Korean flag uh, over over and uh, they said that uh, that was the most beautiful sight that, that they had ever seen and they just burst into tears seeing that. Mm-hmm. And uh, being in there um, uh, for, for a while, um, now this was when I was still in college and still uh, living with the family, that the uh, Korean War started. As a matter of fact, I was, uh, uh, that June, that June evening, there was a, uh, uh, a party for the uh, students there, and the telephone in the desk rang, and I went to answer it, and it's uh, and I heard this gruff voice saying, uh, "Well, uh, what uh, what do you think about the situation?" I said, "What situation? What are you talking about?" I said, "Oh, didn't you hear? The North Koreans attacked the South Koreans." So, so <laughs> say, "Pa, you have to come to the phone," <laughs> and so uh, that was the beginning of uh, just uh, immense uh, goings-on. My father being the first... uh, Consul General. Not only Consul General, but Mm -hmm. uh, uh, an officer of uh, of Korea Mm -hmm. in the whole United States. He was the first one there, and the only one there because they hadn't uh, chosen the others. So he had to cover not only the regular uh, things that uh, a consulate does, but take care of things that had to do with with the war. Mm. Uh, that uh, that's in no, that was a that's time, that's yeah. in terms of trying to uh, uh, get the uh, lot a lot of the. Uh, things for the uh, population because the 
the war was going up and down in the peninsula, and uh, the people were really suffering badly. Mm. So he was in, in getting a hospital and uh, everything to do with that. And uh, and at at the time, the United States was uh, at the, in Queens, and uh, he was to go there. So uh, he said. Uh, uh, could he? Could I and uh, accompany him to the uh, to the session? And said, "Yeah, I know." Eagerly did. So he went there, and uh, when you entered this uh, huge room, you saw all these uh, people, uh, very distinguished-looking people in knots, you know, all over the floor. I didn't know many of the people there. Uh, but uh, a couple that I knew, and uh, when they went into the security, uh, security council, they had this uh, large room that was kind of circular, with a uh, with the desks and the chairs, uh, in in a in a circular thing in the middle of the floor. So he sat at the ring there, and I sat right behind him. Mm-hmm. and uh, saw all the goings-on there. And uh, I noticed one chair that was, or one desk that was missing, and I was told later that that was the Russian uh, group that before that time uh, they had uh, some kind of dis- dispute because of China, and so they walked out, and which was... Mm-hmm. Uh, very was very good for our side because uh, when the uh, United Nations was <clears throat> was uh, signifying that the United States should take over the uh, military and other aspects of protecting uh, South Korea, and the Russians were not there to veto it, which would they would have had if they <laughs> if they mm. were. Uh, there. They were there. Yeah. yeah. And so uh, so it was a big thrill, you know, watching watching all that happen. So how old were you when you accompanied your father there? I must have been about twenty, twenty one okay. or something like that. Okay. And uh so during that time got married to uh Fran and Fran came up to live with uh, with us in the uh, at the consulate yeah. at the consulate uh, okay. for oh, a while. That must be interesting. Yeah, that was very interesting, yeah. and uh, on Fifth Avenue, yeah. And Fran liked to uh, pull tricks. Like what? <laughs> Give us an example. Oh, well, no. uh, you know, but, uh, <clears throat> our kids were there too. Um, no, one one of them, two of them. I, yeah. Well, well, whatever. Steve. Uh, Steve. So, uh, so uh, we we uh, lived in another room there. And then we came down the stairs to meet with the other uh, people, and they looked. They looked at us, and they said, "You all have uh, bloody noses." And what what it was, I took some, uh, or you did, you did, cut out some um, red uh, uh, plastic uh, plastic things, and. Uh, and put it put it in the nostril of each of us coming through the same nostril. 
<laughs> I was just playing. <laughs> yeah, so we 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 had some fun in there as yeah. well. As this was the Asian, you know, you know, what is it for the father? The, the name of the place, the consulate. The consulate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was a, the consulate general's office, mm-hmm. and that was on Fifth Avenue, and so on and so on. Mm-hmm. And you just don't fool around in that in that area. No, but we fooled around. We did. We did mm-hmm. fool around. Having no fun because of the kids, or, or just naturally well, yourselves, just with his friend, right? I'm still that but she way. She really pulled a big one too. Oh, I want to hear Remember, about that. Oh uh, well, my uh, sister was uh, uh, t- uh, being a secretary there mm-hmm. while uh, another one uh, was coming, and so what? What she called the uh, consulate and got my sister on the line, and she put on an accent of uh, like a, an Indian, <laughs> and said that um, she had you had. Um, Asked for something to do with um, with uh, uh, some um, having to do with a uh, uh, plane, airplane, yeah, something very fancy, yeah. tickets or something yeah. like that. He she just made that up in the air, and uh, <laughs> so she said, "I'm, I'm sorry, Miss, uh, we don't have that on the file." And then she says. You don't have that on file. You should have it on the file. What kind of business? Of, well, just went on and on and on. <laughs> Fran was keeping it interesting there, right? I Very, know. Uh, was it? Until, <laughs> until, <laughs> until, until she couldn't stand it any further. Says, just a minute and hand it over to my father, <laughs> the consulate. And he was a consul <laughs> and, general, yet. yeah. You know, and you can imagine. So what, what the cheat is, is, here, David, you take over. <laughs> So well, I got scared all of a so sudden. So we we had our fun there too. Yeah, we did it. The consulate the consulate was nice. Okay. Yeah, it was really nice. It's great. So we are coming to the end here, and we're going to talk more about our question here. So now we're going to address our last question to David. Um, what is your favorite Asian dish, and can you cook it for us? Oh, uh, you, you wouldn't believe what it is. It's not a dish. I mean, it's not a you know cooked thing. A dessert. But I love. <laughs> I I love uh, tofu. Tofu. Uh-huh. Tofu oh, in okay. any way it'll be served. Raw or steamed. Nice. Well, ex- uh, not quite raw, but <laughs> anything anything with that because it just seems to uh, uh, filter in the uh, the uh, the. Uh, the flavors or the whatever. Flavors, the yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. And, and it gives it a, an altogether different kind of a taste. So, and I love that. May, I may be saying it wrong, but uh, do, you know, do you make sindofu? It's a, I think no. it's a Korean dish that... Oh. What? It's a Korean dish that we order at restaurants. Sin I think dofu? it's sindofu. It's like a spicy tofu soup. Yeah, um, all, all kinds of soups all kinds or sauces of soups. or, or yeah. chopped up to be with uh, yeah. other meats and things like that. So is there a particular brand that you use or texture? No. Because there's, no. it comes from very soft yeah, to yeah. extra firm. I, I like the soft. I the like soft. the soft. soft. Kind of like good. the one that's, yeah, like Jello. kind of. <laughs> they make desserts mostly with that, but do you cook that with... Uh, Everything or yeah, it's mixed in with uh, with the whole dish. Okay, I usually buy the firm or extra firm, and we fry it first, and 
than sauteed with vegetables. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That sounds good too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and of course, getting hungry. Something with a. <laughs> Kimchi, kimchi oh, and gakdagi. Uh, that kimchi that's, is that's really, uh, that's a Korean dish. Yeah. You make your own kimchi, right? Yeah. Oh, I no. try to. That oh, you yeah, tried to. That was one of the times. <laughs> He's I've not seen a very my, good cook, no. I've, I've seen He's my mother do it so many times, uh-huh. and it looks easy. Uh-huh. I do the same thing that I I can see what exactly what she's doing. It doesn't come out right. <laughs> I don't know why. You're a wonderful person, a very <laughs> brilliant a scientist, and an engineer, and so on. But cooking, no. Says <laughs> 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 Fran. Right. Oh wow. But he's a lot of fun. But he loves to eat, right? Oh, oh yes. yeah. Oh, we yeah. Love and you probably eat. love everything that Fran cooks, right, David? Oh, right. Wow. And, uh, and, <laughs> and, and, and Chinese food. I love Chinese food. He everything Chinese about food. it. He loves. So he w- so he, w- he, he it wasn't by accident. He was looking for a Chinese church to go to find a Chinese woman to cook for him, right? Well, <laughs> oh, he won't admit it. Maybe <laughs> the other way around. <laughs> oh, no. I was looking for him. <laughs> he, after all, he's the son of a. Well, your Ooh. father was a was a, oh, uh, an a official, right? When, yeah. uh, with the uh, consulate. Did you know and, that then? Uh, yeah. Well, I didn't tell her, you know, uh, at first, remember? What? What did we do? What did you do? That, um, <laughs> well, when we first met, uh, I don't think I mentioned that he was my... Uh, Father? My, uh, he was a uh, consul general. Yeah. When did you tell her that, and, like, uh, so many months well, later? What t- no. Uh, he was a consul time, general, which is way up there, number one guy in no, New York, at Korean. Uh, we were in uh, Washington, D.C., and I think there's a whole group uh, of us mm-hmm. from D.C. that went to some kind of an affair in New York. Uh, I think this is before we were married then. Mm-hmm. And then um, and then I invited you over to my house, mm-hmm. which was the consulate, so I didn't <laughs> tell anyone, you know, what it was. So, so like, when they minute. when they came over, they realized it was a consulate. It was a consulate at, on Fifth Avenue. Yet, you know, were you surprised or were you shocked or you thought I that was he's trying to pull one on I you? I was scared. <laughs> I wanted to run and say bye bye. I'm going back to my third, thirty fourth Street and Third Avenue. You know, um, to the consul general. No, <laughs> but they turned out to be so nice. Yeah. I mean, really nice. And then you made it your home. <laughs> and, uh, and we did. And okay. It's still there, too. No, 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 it isn't. It's it's, I think it's uh, an office in the Empire State Building. Oh, now. that's where it is now. Okay. Yeah, it's it's not, but it should be because that's a that was a well, lovely place. Beautiful place, place yeah. All right, yeah, well, yeah. thank you so much for coming oh, on air with thank us. You. We'd like to see everyone at the Cleveland Asian Festival and see David and Fran at the OCAGC booth, OCA Asian Pacific Americans okay. booth, and they can do a book signing. They'll have their books on sale. You can say hi to him if you know him. Oh. Stop by. Make sure you say hi to Fran and David. Mm-hmm. That's May. 21 and 22, yes. Cleveland Asian Festival. Yes. You can find more information on, at our website, um, clevelandasianfestival.org. Thank right. you, guys. Well, thank you for thank you uh, giving us much. this opportunity. Yes. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Doje, doje. Or sesene, sesene.